Remember the mission on the top of Laman Aleph, Amud Aleph. Today we are going to have no less than five Mishnahs. Zokt, the first Mishnah. Someone makes a nether that he's not going to have an awe from those who keep Shabbos. The Allah is Asr be Yisrael, also be Kutim. Not only is he Asr to Yisrael because Yisraelim keep Shabbos, but also to Kutim. Kutim were this group that quasi joined Klal Yisrael. Are they Geri Emes? Are they Geri Arayas? We see it come up in Shas. It's, we're not sure 100% this Machlek is what exactly their status is. Their status also changed over the course of history. But the point is, at least in this Mishnah, we're considering Kutim to be part of Klal Yisrael to the point where, as we see, they even kept Shabbos. As we're going to see, they didn't do everything. They weren't Oile Regel. They had their own Harabais. But they are considered part of Klal Yisrael. At least the Gemara is even going to say that they're considered Mitzuvin Ve'oisin or Mitzuvin Me'inin Oisin. Either way, they are Mechuyiv, just like Klal Yisrael, to keep the tire, at least according to this Mishnah. So that's how we're going to look at Kutim over here. And that's what we have to know over here. Hanoi Mishnah says Shabbos, Asabi Soba, Asabi Kutim. Someone makes a nether that he's not going to have enough from those who keep Shabbos. And those, meaning those who keep Shabbos, so not only is he Asr Yisrael, but Asr B'Kutim. He's also Asr from the Kutim. What about a neder he makes against those who eat garlic? What does that have to do with anything? So this is referring to the Takanas Ezra. Ezra was misakin that on Friday nights, all men should eat garlic at their Shabbos. And the reason for that is because garlic is Mar Bezera. And we know that Ayn Vitam Chacham is on Friday night. And therefore... It's uh, one of the Takanas Ezra to eat garlic on Friday night. So someone makes a nether that I'm not going to have haname oichli shum from those who eat garlic. And this is what he's referring to. He's referring to Yidin who eat garlic on Lel Shabbos. So the halacha is, same idea. He's Asr to all Yisraelim because they're all mitzvah to eat garlic Friday night. And also all kutim because this is also something that they did. May oichli Yerushalayim, however, if he made a nether that he's not going to have enough from those who are oil regel and go up to Yerushalayim, Asr, me Yisrael, Mutter, be Kutim. He is Asr only to Yisraelim, but not to Kutim. Why? Because Kutim were not oil regel. The Gemara is going to clarify everything. My Shavis for Shabbos. What does it mean that people keep Shabbos? He made a nether against those who are Shavis on Shabbos, people who rest on Shabbos, people who keep Shabbos. What does that mean? Elim, me Mekayim, Shabbos. If you're going to tell me it means literally someone who is Mekayim, Shabbos, he keeps Shabbos, then my be Kutim. Then why? What does that have to do only Kutim? Even Goyim, there are some Goyim, maybe they're not supposed to, but there are some Goyim that keep Shabbos. Again, we know Goyim Shabbos Chayim Misa. He's Chayim Misa if he does so, but, but nevertheless, there are Goyim that do keep Shabbos. So if you're going to tell me it's just about the Misa of keeping Shabbos, nothing to do with being Mitzvah or commanded in it, then why Dafka Kutim? Even he should be ushered to because there are some that keep Shabbos also. So, so rather, we have to say that what does he mean to say? He means to make an ender against those who are those who are commanded from the Torah and are chayv to keep Shabbos. And that's why it applies to both Yisrael and Kutim. Says the Gemara, though, if so, let's say the same. From he makes another against those who are oily regal. So Asr be Yisrael, he's Asr be Yisrael, but Muter be Kutim, but he's allowed to have enough from Kutim. Says the Gemara, my vametzuvim nenu. If you're going to tell me that the whole zahir is whether they're commanded in the mitzvah, mitzuvim nenu. So the Kutim, if they're commanded on Shabbos, then they're also commanded in Aliyah leregal. They're the same commanded in Aliyah leregal. It's just another mitzvah in the Torah. So why is he going to be Muter be Kutim if he makes a nether against someone who's commanded in Aliyah Laregal. If Kutim are commanded, then he should be ushered to them also, even if they're not Mekayimit. So Allah Marabai explains, Mitzvah Ve'oisektani. Our mission is referring to those who are Mitzvah Ve'oisektani, meaning they're commanded to, and they're Chayv to from the Torah, and they also are Mekayimit. And therefore,
before Bidarti Baba Kamaisa in the first two cases in the Mishnah, meaning keeping Shabbos and eating Shum Friday night. So those first two cases, Yisrael, the Kutim, Mitzum, and Vaisen. Both Yisraelim and Kutim are both Mitzum and Vaisen. They're commanded to, they're Chayiv, and they both do it. They, they're Aisen, they, they fulfill that. But of the Kachavim, Hauda Avdi, Hauda Avdi, Aisen. However, the Goyim, there are those that keep Shabbos, yes, but they're not commanded to, and therefore they're not going to fall into this category, and it's still going to be Motomana to them. But, however, when he makes another against those that are so the, so over here Yisrael Mitzuvin the Eisen Yisrael Mitzuvin Meisen Yisrael are Mitzuvin they're commanded to be Eile Regel and they also are Mekayimit we are Mitzuvin Meisen as opposed to Kutim Mitzuvin Meinam Meisen Kutim are Mitzuvah yeah they're considered like Cloud Yisrael then they are considered an Aliyah Regel but Lemaisa they're not Eisen they don't do it they don't follow through because they think they have their own Harabais Hargrizim and that's why the Mishnah said that he's going to be Mutter Lekutim if he makes another against Eile Yerushalayim because the Mishnah is only talking about things that are mitzuvin the Oisin. People that are mitzuvin the Oisin, they're commanded to do it and they fulfill it. Therefore, if he makes any of this in Durham, only someone who fulfills both of the, that, those categories, mitzuvin and Oisin, is he going to be asked to. So that's the next Mishnah. He makes another. He's not going to have any enough from B'nei Noyach. The Allah is mutter Yisrael. He's mutter to have enough from Yisraelim, from Jews. He's not allowed to have enough from Goyim. Says the Gemara Why? Yisrael is not considered B'nei Noyach. We're also, we also come from Nayach, so why is he allowed to have enough from Klal Yisrael if he says that he's not going to have enough from Bnei Nayach? Why is Klal Yisrael excluded from that if we also come from Nayach? Says the Gemara, came in the Ikdish Avram Iskurashme. Since Avram was Nikdash, Avram became Kadosh and separated from the rest of the Bnei Nayach, and now we're called Al Shem Avraham. So we, we're called rather Bnei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, really Bnei Avram. As opposed to the Bnei Nayach, and we were separated, and therefore, as we know, Lashin Nidarim, meaning Nidarim goes according to the Lashin Bnei Adam, what do people mean? And when people say Bnei Nayach, they don't mean Yidin, because we are called Al Shem Avram, not Al Shem Nayach, even though we come from Nayach. When he said Bnei Nayach, he's only, mean, he's only referring to Goyim, and therefore he still had a lot of from Yisraelim. Says the next Mishnah, She'eni Nana Lezera Avraham. He makes a nether. He's not going to have any anah from Zerah Avram, from the offspring of Avram. The Allah is Asr be Yisrael. He's Asr to Yisrael. Mutter by the but he's mutter to all goyim. So what's the obvious question? Yishmael says the Gemara. What about Yishmael? Yishmael also comes from Zerah Avram. So if he makes a nether against all Zerah Avram, Yishmael, the Arabs, are also part of Zerah Avram. They come from Avram. That was another son of Avram. So why? Uh, why is he allowed to have enough from all goyim, including Ishmaelim? Says the Mish- says the Gemara. Brings a pasuk. Because the pasuk says that. Zera Avraham is going to spe- be specifically referred to through Yitzchak. Ki be Yitzchak ikar lechazara. That's who is going to call be called Zera Avraham. So even though Yishmael comes from Avraham, the real Zera Avraham, the offspring of Avraham, is only through Yitzchak, which is Klal Yisrael. Says the Gemara. That's what it says. What about Esav? Esav also comes from Yitzchak. So if the Iker offspring is also, is only from Yitzchak, what about Esav? Esav is also from Yitzchak. So why is he allowed to have enough from all Goyim, even including Esav? If he made another against the Zera Avraham, says the Gemara, be Yitzchak will I call Yitzchak. Because read the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Ki be Yitzchak ikar lechazara." That means be Yitzchak im Yitzchak, meaning within Yitzchak, a certain line within Yitzchak is ikar lechazara, as opposed to the fully Yitzchak, meaning not all, not everyone that came out of Yitzchak is going to be ikar lechazara and be called Ashim Avram, but rather be Yitzchak, only part of Yitzchak, and that's referring to Yaakov Avinu. So only those who came from Yaakov Avinu, meaning the Bnei Yisrael is going to be called Zerah Avram, but otherwise he's allowed to have enough from the rest of the Goyim, even including Ishmael and Esav, even if, even though 
he made a nether dafka that he won't have enough from the zera Avraham says the next mission. He makes a he makes another that he's not going to have enough from a Yisrael. So what does he do? What is what, what if he needs to do business with another Jew? So he's allowed to do business. He just has to make sure that the Anna is not coming to him. How does he do that? He has to pay more for the product, or if he's selling it, he has to sell it for less. Basically, make sure that the other guy is getting more of the Hana, and that therefore all the Anna is going to the other guy, and he's not being Nena from Yisrael because he made another. He's not going to have Anna. She Yisrael Nena and What if he makes another that Yisraelim Jews are not allowed to have Anna from me? What does he do? He has to buy for less. He has to make sure he only gets a good deal. So he gets the Hana because he can't give them Hana. Yisraelim can't get Hana from him. Therefore, he can't buy it that they're going to be making good money. He has to buy it for less than it's worth. And if he's selling, he has to sell it for very expensive. So only he is the one that gets the Hana because they can't get Hana from him. Again, they the they're not going to listen to him because he's going to, th- he's going to say, listen, I have to sell you this for double the price because you're not allowed to have Hana from me. That's because of your own nether and no one's going to buy it. Bad, bad business deal, and the Maisa, no one's gonna buy, no one's gonna do business with him in this case. What if he says it both ways? That I'm not allowed to have enough from from Jews, and they are not allowed to have enough from me. He can have enough again, it doesn't work either way, so he has to have enough only from Goyim. Says the Gemara like this Omar Shmuel, opening up the Sugya with a member from Shmuel. Shmuel said like this. Someone who takes a kli from the uman, from the craftsman who made this uman, and he's selling it. So he took it, not to buy it yet, but levakre, to check it out. So he wants to buy it, he's interested, but he takes it for a test drive, he brings it home to test out the kli, to decide if he wants to buy it. And oinus happens, and the kli is broken or destroyed. So who's going to be chayv in this case? So the halacha is chayv. The guy that took it and was planning on buying it, or not, he wanted to test it out, so the lekeach is going to be chayv. Why is the lekeach chayv? So, even though it's an einus, so usually... Who's chayv in einsin? A shayel is chayv in einsin. A shayel, a borrower, where all the hana goes to the borrower. Again, if you're borrowing an item, you have all the hana. The person you it, borrowed it from only did you a favor. So all the hana goes to the borrower, and therefore a borrower, a shayel, is going to be chayv in einsin. That's the highest level of, of liability in nezikin. But either way, this person that took this cleat to check out, he is the din of a shayel. And he, therefore, even if this happens, he's going to be chayev. What do we see from Shmuel? So we clearly see that there's a general shayel, by the way. In a business deal, someone's buying, someone's selling. Who gets the hana? Is the meicher the one that's getting most of the hana? Or is it the lekeach, the buyer, that's getting most of the hana? So how do we look at it? So clearly we see from Shmuel that from the fact that the lekeach is going to be chayv in Einsin, seems like he's getting all the hana. Same thing by the shayel. Someone who borrows something, why is he chayv in, in, in Einsin? Because he was the one that gets all the hana. So too over here, Shmuel is saying that the lekeach, the person that took it home to check out, he's going to be chayv in Einsin probably because the lekeach in a business transaction, the buyer is the one that gets the Hana. That's what we clearly see implied from Shmuel that Hana's Lekeachi, that the Hana really goes to the buyer. The buyer in a deal, when you have a buyer and a seller, the buyer is the one who gets the Hana, and that's why he's going to be Chayim and Aynas. So now, with that, we're going to ask a question from our Mishnah. Tanan. Our Mishnah said, She'enin enemy Yisrael. Someone makes a nether that he's not allowed to have enough from another Jew. The Mishnah said that if he's not allowed to have enough from another Jew, he has to sell Dafka for less than market value. Why? Because if he sells, he has to sell for mar- less than market value, so he's for sure not going to get enough. Says the Gemara, clearly implied is that he has to sell for less than market value. But for market value itself, not more. For market value itself, he's not allowed to sell for. As the Gemara though, if in a transaction the Hanah goes to the buyer, let's say in a normal case where he's buying for market value, and the 
goes to the buyer, then this person, again, he made a net there that he's not allowed to have enough from Yisrael. So we said he dafka has to sell it for, for a cheap price. Why? Let him sell for market value. If the way we look at it, like Shmuel said, or like Shmuel implied, that all the Hanah goes to the Lekeach, then in a regular transaction, he should be able to sell it not only for less than the price, but even for fair market value, and the Hanah would be considered like, like it belongs to the Lekeach. And therefore, he wouldn't be, be he wouldn't, be having benefit. He wouldn't be having enough from a Yisrael, the fact that he sold it for market value, because according to this, only the buyer is the one that gets the Hana in this case. So even though he made another, he's not going to have enough from a Jew, even if this Jew buys him for market value, he's the one getting the Hana because he's the Lekeach. So what's going on? Why does the Mishnah say you have to sell for less? Says the Gemara Masnitsa Bizvina de Rami Alape. Our Mishnah is talking about a case. Or it's not a normal product. It's a product that's rummy al ape. Literally means on its face. In Hebrew, alapanim. It's a terrible, terrible product. It's a hard thing to sell. And therefore, if it's azvina the rummy al ape, it's a, it's a, it's a product that's alapanim. It's a terrible, it's a terrible product. So even if he sells it at fair market value, the seller is benefiting. So even though technically in the normal case, Shmuel's right that Hanah goes to the Lekeach and he wouldn't be getting Hanah by selling it for fair market value, still over here he would because it's it's a terrible product, then he should be happy that he got market value. And therefore, he would be getting Hana if he sells it for market value and he made a nether. He won't get Hana and therefore he has to sell it for less than market value. Says the Gemara, if that's the case of the Mishnah, we're dealing with a bad product that's hard to sell, then let's tell you the Reisha. The Reisha said that he has to buy it. Let's say he's buying it. So we, that, that was where he was selling it. Let's say he's buying it. So he has to buy it for more because he's not allowed to have enough from whoever he's buying it from. He has to buy it for more than what it's worth. But again, if we're dealing with a case where it's a hard product to sell, why does he have to buy it for more? Even if he buys it at a fair market value, the seller is the one that's gaining because it's a hard item to sell. So even if he buys it at fair market value, he should be allowed to because he's not being nene. He got scammed. He's buying a terrible product at fair market value, which is not a good price for this. So why does he dafka have to pay more? I'll ask you a further question. Let's say the Seifah should say Yisrael nene and li. In the opposite nether, he makes a nether that Yisraelim, Jews can't have enough from him. So the Mishnah said, like, he has to buy for less and he has to sell for more. He has to sell for more than market value. So this, and the Mishnah said, he's not going to get any customers because no one wants to deal with this guy and pay, pay a lot more or sell for a lot less. But either way, that's the case where Yisraelim can't have enough from him. So he has to sell it for more. If he wants to sell something, he has to sell for more than market value. Says the Gemara, if he's talking about a terrible product that's hard to sell, even if he sells it for regular fair market value, he should be happy and he should be allowed to because the person buying it is not getting any hana because he paid a full price for a bad product. So this is not going against his nether. His nether was that Israel can't have enough from him. And even if this guy buys it for regular market price, then he's not having enough from him because it's a really bad product for regular market price. And therefore, why did the Mishnah say that you have to buy it you have to sell a dafka for more than what it's worth, says the Gemara. Seifa bizvina harifa. No, I'll tell you that the seifa is not dealing with the same case of the ratio. The seifa is dealing with a case where it's a it's a, a zvina harifa, literally a hot item. It's talking about actually a hot item that's flying off the shelves, and therefore it's very easy to sell. And that's why. If you sell it for fair market value, the person buying it will be getting hana from you because getting a hot item at fair market value is actually a metziah. It's a good thing and therefore the hana is going to the buyer. So that's why in this case, when it's a zvina harifa, you're going to have to sell it at more than market value since the person buying it from you is not allowed to have enough from you. Says the Gemara, Iachi. If so, then like pepachis. Then why did we say in that case that if you buy it, let's say you're the buyer, you have to buy it for less. So if we're talking about a really hot item, you should be able to even buy it for 
fair market value because if you buy it for Shava and it's a really hot item then you're the one that gained and your nether in this case was that he can't gain from you so why can't you buy it in this case for fair market value why do you have to buy it for less than what it's worth says the Gemara Ella really I'll tell you like this really our mission is dealing with a case where it's an average item it's not a terrible item it's not a hot item it's an average item and that's why the Mishnah said it didn't say but we clearly see from the Mishnah that Shava fair market value will always be a problem because it's an average case and therefore someone's going to be getting an on in the picture that's not going to be allowed. Ude Shmuel, what did Shmuel say when he implied that all the Hana belongs to the Lekeach because the Lekeach in this case is going to be Chayiv and Einstein. So we see that he holds that the Lekeach is the one getting all the Hana. You want to know why he holds it in that case? Because Shmuel was talking about Bezvina Harifa. He was talking about a very hot item and therefore if it's a very hot item then even fair market value the Lekeach should be happy that he got it, and therefore he's the one getting it. The, the, not, and therefore he's going to be Chayim in the Einstein, no problem anymore. Says the Gemara, we have a, a Brysa supporting Shmuel. Someone who takes, he buys Kalim from the craftsman. Now he buys them, but he doesn't want to keep them 100%. He only bought them to send as a gift to his father in law. And he said to the seller like this So I'm buying this out on condition. If my father in law accepts these, accept these from me, then I'm then I'm going to pay you in full, obviously, because I bought them, I gave them to him, it's a present. So if he accepts the present, I'll pay you in full. The imla, but if not, I'll send them back to you, I'll give you back the kalim, and I'll pay you a little bit, I'll pay you for the taivasana, meaning the benefit, the hana that I got from the fact that my father-in-law saw I was trying to send him presents. There's a little bit of taivasana over there. And therefore... Listen, I'll buy this from you, but if he doesn't want it, I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to pay you full price for you for it. I'll give it back to you, and for that little time that I had it, I'll pay you for the taivasana, that benefit that I got that he saw I was trying to give him a present. So if that's the deal over here, the halacha is, Nensu, if an einus happened, and this item got destroyed on the way. So Ba'ali Chachayv, if he's on the way to his father-in-law, he's going to be chayv for it. But if he's on the way back to bring it, Back to the Uman, because his father-in-law didn't want it, then he's going to be potter if the Ainus happened then. Why? Because at the time that he's going back to the Uman, he's considered like a Shemr Sachar that's going to be potter in an Ainus. So, from the fact that on the way there, he's considered, he's Chayv and Einsen, so we have a right to Shmuel, that the Lekeach that takes it to check it out, the Hano belongs to him, and he's like a child because he's going to be Chayv in the Einsen. Says the Gemara, Hahu. Safsira, there was a broker, the Khamra. So his job was to take something from someone else and try to take someone's wares and try to sell it for him. So he took a uh, donkey. He took a donkey, someone's donkey, to go and try to sell it. He wasn't successful. He wasn't a good broker. He didn't end up selling it. Bahadi the Hunter, Itznes. On the way back to give the donkey back to the seller, he. And Ainus happened, unless the donkey died or something. Itnis Khamer, and Ainus happened to the donkey. Chayvir Rav Nachman the Shalume. Rav Nachman was Mechayevim to pay. So Eisvir Rav the Rav Nachman, Rav the Astro Nachman, from what we just brought down, that Nensubali Chayv Bachazar Apater, that if Ainus happened on the way to go and sell it, he's going to be Chayv because he's considered like a Shoyal that all the Hana belongs to him. But on the way back, if you're bringing it back to the seller, then on that already there, you should be considered like a Shamer Sach, and you should be Apater and Ainus. So why are you? Why were you Mechayevim over here? So Amrlei told him a very big insight. Even the coming back of a broker is considered like he's going. Why? The ilu, 
Mishkach lezavuni, afilu above the base milo Because even if on his way back, benachanami, you're right. He's on the way back to give the animal back to the seller. But if you you think if you find someone on the way, he's not going to sell it to him. Even on the doorstep of the seller's house, if you find someone right there to sell it, he's going to sell it and make his broker's commission. And therefore, the broker is always considered like he's going to make a sale, and therefore he is always going to be the one that we look at like all the hana belongs to him, and therefore he's going to be chayiv in oinsin. Says the next mishnah. This next mishnah. We're going, about, we're going to speak about and go into the sugi is mainly tomorrow, but classic. Someone makes a nether that he's not going to have any ana from arelim. People who don't have a bris milah, he's mutter to have hana even from arelim if they're part of Klal Yisrael. Because as we're going to see, as we know, Nadarm goes according to Lashem Adam. And when people say arelim, they don't mean Klal Yisrael. So even if you have a Jew that happens to be an arel, doesn't have a bris milah, he was not included in the nether. Because when he said that he's not going to have enough from arelim, he meant dafka goyim. So kind of let me make another. You won't have enough from Arelim. Mutter Bareli Israel. He's mutter in all of Klal Israel, even the Arelim Israel. And even if you have a guy that has a bris mila, he's still ushered in. Because as we understand, Arelim refers to guy, whether they have a bris mila or not, whether they're actually Arelim or not. If he says, I'm making another, then I'm not going to have any enough from Mulim, from people that have a bris mila. So he is ushered to even the Yisrael that have that are in Aurel and don't have a bris milah, mutter b'mulei avdekham, and he's mutter d'avanah, even from the mulei avdekham, even akum goyim who have a milah. She'ena arla kuriyah l'shem avdekham, because as we know, as we explained, arla refers to goyim. It doesn't refer to actually, are you in Aurel or not? Rather, it refers to goyim. That's how people talk, as we know, l'shem avdekham, shenemar, as we have a few psukim that tells us this, actually. Ki kol agoyim arelim, mechop Yisrael ar leleiv. Pasuk says that all goyim are arelim. The oimer, another pasuk says, so we see Goimar Another Pasuk says, Pen Plishtim, the We see Goyim are called Arelim, whether they actually physically are Arelim or not. On this topic, Arla. The Arla, the part of the Brasmila that we take off. Someone's called an Arel if he doesn't have a Mila because he still has the Arla attached to him where the Brasmila is taking off the Arla, cutting off the Arla. So Melazim Nazari, Melazim Nazari says, Meusahi Arla. The Arla is disgusting. It's repulsive. So because Rashaim or Nizganabahim, Shanemar the Basak says, Kikala Goyim Arelim. It calls the Goyim Arelim. It's a disgusting thing. Rabbi Shmuel says, Rabbi Shmuel says, You want to know how great Mila is? Mila is Gidoyla. There's 13 times in the Pasuk talking about Mila. The Pasuk I'm talking about Mila, it says the word bris 13 times. So there were 13 brisas that were al Mila. That's how great Mila is. Rabbi Yaisi says, Mila is so great. It's Daiche Shabbos. Which is a chiddush. Although I say deichelaisa, say not a leisa say sheish bekares or misa. So Shabbos is the most harmer thing, and still mila is deichel Shabbos. If you have bris mila that falls on on Shabbos, you do it, even though it involves isurish Shabbos. Shabbos achamura. It's deichel Shabbos. It's very chamur. Mishum in the karchayim. Mishum in the karcha says gedalim mila shalei nitla leimashe hatzadik alea milaysha. He says that Mila is so great. How do you see that? Because even Meshach Abenu, the biggest tzaddik, with all his schuyas, when it come to, when it came to bris Mila, that he was somewhat lacking in the midst of bris Mila, he didn't give his kids a bris Mila right away. We're going to see in the Gemara. So in that case. Even all his chusim that he had, all his chuyas did not stand for him because he was a little slow with the mitzvah bris mila. Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Nechemia says, "Gedolim mila shadoiche sa negoim." Mila is so great that it's doiche negoim, meaning we know even if someone has taras nega on their bris mila, and there's an iser loisa say in the Torah, I think there's also an asay. So it would be usually even though. 
an assay would be daicha loisa assay. It wouldn't be daicha loisa assay va assay. And even so, we know if he has a nega on the makim hamila, we still do the bris mila, even though it in, even though it includes, even though he's going to be after, he, even though he's going to be over this loisa assay of cutting off a baharis, cutting off a nega, still. Milo is doichet. So even if he has a nega on the bris milo, you still do the bris milo. So that's how you see milo is so great. Should doichet sanega. I'm ready. I'm ready. Says gedela milo shekalam mitzvah shasa avram avinu leinikr shalim ad shemal. Mila is so great, Rabbi says, that even with all the mitzvahs that Avram Avinu did, he was Mekayim, all the mitzvahs, he wasn't considered Shalem, he wasn't called Shalem, complete Ad Shemal, until he got a bris Mila. Shnemer, because the Pasuk says, By the bris Mila it says, they go before me, do the bris, and then you'll be complete. Another thing is, Without Mila, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't have created the world. Shnemer, the Pasuk says, Koyo Mar Hashem, if not for my bris, the bris mila, I wouldn't have created the land, and therefore I wouldn't have created the land if not for the bris mila. Bris mila is literally Mekayim, the world, and with this we'll pick up tomorrow.